You are listening to the weekly podcast of Impact Worship Center in Mableton, Georgia. We pray you enjoy today's message. Truly, I am more than thrilled to be in the house of the Lord today. I am more than thrilled to present this word on today. I came with the word of faith. I came with the word of hope. I came with the word of deliverance. I came with the word to set you free if you want to be set free. Scripture says, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. I want to ask you to do something on today. Can we take about 15 seconds to applaud our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for how good he is to us? Come on, you got 10 more seconds. Come on, you got 10 more seconds. Come on, give it to him, give it to him. You're my keeper. You're my deliverer. A very present help you are. In my time of need. Woke me up this morning. And closed in my right mind. I may have some pain in my body. But I still have the attributes of my limbs. I got a heart to praise you. I got a heart to love you. And for that, I am thankful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mr. Simon, I got a lot of work to do. I need you to give me a little more volume in my monitor if you would, sir. Thank you so much. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but on today, I came to let the devil know that he's in trouble. Tell him he should have killed me when he had a chance. So he may have tied up my hands. He may have tripped up my feet, but he made one mistake. He didn't gag my mouth. And as long as long as I have a praise in my mouth, I'm guaranteed victory in my future. If you know that your future contains victory, give God a praise in him. Hallelujah. Look at that other neighbor. Say, neighbor, as long as you have a praise in your mouth, you'll have victory in your future. Now, how many of you all want to see your future? Because you know it has victory in it. Well, you are a praise of life. Um, I'm so thrilled. I'm so excited. Um, Lady T is going to do, I'm sure, a much better job than I will do when she comes later to promote Glow Conference 2023. We have a major lineup. A major lineup. On that Friday night, Lady T is going to kick it off because it's the conference that she's promoting and producing. We're going to have leading worship, Benita Jones, who is an international worship leader. But you got it on the screen, amen. Christy Bronner, who is Bishop Bronner's daughter, is going to be conducting teen sessions with our young 
ladies amen so we need for mothers and fathers who have teenage daughters to get them signed up amen we also have ministering on that sunday morning jacaylen carr she's not just an anointed psalmist but she's a powerful preacher on friday saturday and sunday november the third through the fifth all roads lead to impact worship center and you're going to be able to see the light because the glow will truly be showing amen we've been planning for over a year we've been praying and expecting god to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think and you will do yourself a great disservice not to be in attendance and it's not just for the ladies men we have our assignment as well and it's going to manifest itself in three ways we're going to support we're going to serve and we're going to sow do i have men in the house on today i mean men who knows there's no such thing as toxic masculinity zora open up your mouth and say hey hey Ish, open up your mouth and say hey hey The only thing that is toxic about masculinity is when you have a woman trying to be that. The only thing that is toxic about femininity is when you have a man trying to be that. Don't get that thing twisted. I know exactly who I am and you don't scare me. You can't cancel me because God called me. I ain't gonna get sidetracked. I'm gonna stay focused. Men, we're going to show up on Friday night with black suits, white shirts, and black ties. We're going to show up looking good, feeling good, and get you some cologne and spray it on three times because we're going to come smelling good. Ish, are you in the house? Let me hear you say, hey, hey. Bible says, Bible says, watch and pray. So when the morning wailing women come to pray, we're going to watch. So on Friday, men, we're going to come to support, serve, and sow. On Saturday, we're going to come casually dressed. And then on Sunday, we're going to come back in our black suits, white shirts, and black ties. And we're going to do what? Support, serve, and sow. Every man needs to have a black suit. If you don't have one, come see Bishop. I'll take you shopping and I'll buy you one. Did you hear me? Every man needs to have a black suit. If you don't have one, come talk to me. I'll take you to my man. He'll hook you up. Even tell it to fit your body. Because if you are a man in this house, you need to have a black suit. Because sometimes we got to show up and look dignified. We got to show up. See, you can't conduct business in shorts and flip-flops. Every now and then, when you show up, your presence should speak long before you utter words. Because sometimes when you show up the right way, you can speak less. Well, I just, I'm talking so good right now and it's going straight over your head. Sometimes your appearance can do all the speaking that needs to be said. So we're going to show up 
looking like we come to conduct business backing our ladies up amen y'all y'all stop mean mugging me smile at me i'm smiling at you smile like a bishop can y'all give lady t some love on today love you baby impact nation can you give yourself some love on today give yourself some love on today we bless god for those of you who are streaming live on today i promise you this word is going to impact and empower your life for a brief but predetermined moment in time please turn your bibles to james the book of james chapter 2 and i'm going to be reading verses 14 through 26 on this morning going to read from the NASB version the New American Standard Bible on this morning because I believe that it speaks exactly to what it is that God would have us understand today James chapter 2 beginning at verse 14 the word of the Lord reads what use is it my brothers and sisters if someone says he has faith but he has no works can that faith save him or can that faith help anybody if a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food and one of you says to them go in peace and be warm and filled yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body what use is that in the same way faith also if it has no works is dead being by itself but someone may well say you have faith and I have works show me your faith without the works and I will show you my faith by my works Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, show me your faith without the works and I will show you my faith by my works. Verse 19, you believe that God is one or you believe that God is real, you do well. But please know that the demons in hell also believe and they shudder or they tremble. But are you willing to acknowledge, you foolish person, that faith without works is useless. Look at your name and say, neighbor, faith without works is useless. Now I ask them, when was the last time you had a useful faith? When was the last time you used your faith to get something done? Say, neighbor, when was the last time you proved that you were a Christian? Was our father Abraham not justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was working with his works. And as a result of the works, faith was perfected or matured or manifested 
And the scripture was fulfilled which says, And Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not faith alone. In the same way was Rahab the prostitute not justified by works also when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For just as the body without the spirit or without breath is dead, so also faith without works is dead. On this morning, as Holy Spirit shall guide, I'm going to preach and teach from this theme and topic. Is there any evidence that your faith is alive? Look at your neighbor and say, work your faith. Is there any evidence that your faith is alive? Look at the other person on the other side and say, neighbor, work your faith. You may be seated in the presence and the power of our living Lord. James, the brother of Jesus, wants us to know that it's possible for a believer to have a useless faith. Faith that is unaccompanied by good works. Faith that is fraudulent because it has no function. Faith that is weak because it has no witness. James asks the question, what good is it to claim you have faith but no fruit, no action, no evidence, no doing? Can this type of faith save or help anyone? Some people think that James is contradicting the Apostle Paul who said in Ephesians 2 and 8 that a person is justified or saved by faith apart from the works of the law. But James and Paul aren't talking about the same thing. Paul is talking about how a sinner becomes a saint. James is talking about how a saint summons the power of God to operate in the earth through works. We do both by faith. No, we cannot merit salvation. It is received by grace through faith in Christ alone. Our sanctification or validation as useful Christians, however, requires that our faith expresses itself through the works we do. In order to grow in our faith and live with power, we must connect our faith to works, actions, movement, exploits, purposeful endeavors, and godly gestures. James says if a brother is hungry he doesn't need a sermon oh God he needs a fried bologna sandwich I'm split at the top y'all ain't talking back to me uh, on top of some soft white bread with just a little bit of mayonnaise with a side of hot wise potato chips and a large glass of grape kool-aid with crushed ice then he's able to hear you preach a sermon he says if a sister is cold she needs more than warm regards and a prayer she needs a coat James says 
put your faith in action by helping those who are in need. He says, put your faith in action by pursuing what it is that God wants you to achieve. He says, faith without works is dead, pointless, useless, because it does not help anybody, nor does it accomplish anything for the advancement of God's kingdom. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, is there any evidence that your faith is alive? Now scream at him and say, work your faith. Come on, scream at him and say, work your faith. I know you know how to quote scriptures. I know that you know how to come to church on Sunday morning. But when was the last time you engaged faith through action? When was the last time you did what it was that God told you to do or said what God told you to say or went where God told you to go? I want to know if I put you on trial for being a Christian on today, will there be enough evidence to convict? you God wants us to live by faith God wants us to have a living faith a faith that takes action a faith that is fruitful a faith that is fearless a faith that is unstoppable a faith that can conquer anything is there anybody in this place who's like Bishop every time I start the preaching and teaching and studying and meditating on faith the less amens I need from you because I begin to encourage myself in the Lord because I understand that if I'm going to be who God has called me to be is going to come by faith if I'm going to be the husband and the father and and, and the preacher or the pastor that God wants me to be I, I can't look at myself but I have to look past my capability over into the realm of faith understanding that he which hath begun a good work in me will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ and I wish I had at least two saints up in the house on today who don't need to be primed and pumped but all you got to do is think about the goodness of your Jesus and all he's already done for you and because he did it through and by faith you can stand up on your feet and say bishop I'm a witness when you live by faith God will prosper you with his favor Ah, is there anybody up in the house on today who can wave your hands and say because I walk by faith I live in favor I feel God in this place. Our text is teaching us this morning that once we become a Christian by faith alone, our faith has to get married to works. I performed many weddings during my pastoral tenure. And, 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 and that man, that woman, that bride, and that groom, I, I cannot validate their union until they say, I do. Ah, uh, I'll say to the groom, do you take this woman uh, to be wedded in marriage? Do you promise to love her, honor her in sickness and in health uh, for richer or for poor? Um, um, until God by death separates you in order for me to legitimize and validate that union they both have to say I do the marriage is not done until they first say 
I do. And I want you to know on today that as a Christian, your Christian walk with God is not validated, it's not consecrated, it's not legitimized until you say, I do. Will you walk in accordance to the word of God? I do. Will you submit your flesh so that the power of the spirit will be the dominant factor in your life? I do. Will you love God with your heart, your mind, your body, and with all of your being? I do. Will you love those who despitefully use you? I do. God help me here. When you turn the other cheek with somebody, God help me here. Would God help me? God help me here. Will you turn your other cheek when someone slaps you in your faith? Sometimes you got to walk out the scripture by faith, especially when you know you need God's help with something that the word is telling you to do where you don't have the capacity to do it by yourself look at your neighbor and say neighbor that's why I got to live by faith I got to live by faith to keep from cussing everybody out you ain't gonna talk back to me I got sit down cause I'm making some of y'all dignified to holy folk mad when I talk real I ain't the only one who got to drive by faith sometime. I ain't the only one who got to go up in Walmart by faith. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm living my life by faith. Your faith has to say, I do. Not, I can't. Not even, I'll try. But I will do because I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. Open up your mouth and say, my faith says I do. Beloved, the gift of salvation does not require your works. But your dreams and visions do. Get the person sitting next to you and say, neighbor, your gift of salvation does not require your works, but your dreams and your visions do. David said in Psalm 1 and 3, and you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in his season. Your leaf ain't going to wither and whatsoever you hope. Whatsoever you think, whatsoever you procrastinate about, no, whatsoever you do, help the preacher preach on today, that shall prosper. Jesus said in John 9 and 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it's day, for nighttime cometh when no man can work. The apostle John wrote in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, be ye steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, as you know that your labor or your work is not in vain. Look at your name and ask them, what are you doing with your faith? What are you doing with your life? Because as a Christian, if you're not living your life by faith, you're wasting your life. When was the last time you moved in faith as a Christian? 
No, you won't even look at me. I'm talking. I ain't scared of none of y'all. I'm going to talk to you. You 40, shorty. What you waiting on? You 50 years old. You still scared? You 52, pay all your bills, and you still care about what they think about you? No, you're not afraid. You're just lazy. You ain't scary. You're just sorry. And God ain't going to change nothing about your sorry life until you get up and do something about it. I'm going to say something that's going to make you mad. Until you make up your mind to move, you deserve to be miserable. I'm going to say it on this side because they just got, I just lost two offerings, but I don't care. I'll make it up on this side because somebody over here going to sow some real good seed. As long as you refuse to move, you're going to always be miserable. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you. I know how to pack this church out. All I got to do is pack the church out is lie to you. That's how you pack it out. Lie to the people. Tell them they're going to be blessed in spite of what they do. No. Scripture says if you be willing and obedient, then you shall eat the good of the land. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is it. And truth is still the only power that can set a bound man free. I don't care about the numbers. I care about the soul. And if I preach truth long enough, the right souls are going to show up. Is there anybody in the house who can say, give me truth? Oh, I feel God in this place. Slap your neighbor high five and say, neighbor, we're going to get there by faith and we're going to stay there by truth. Law was given unto us by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer, we need truth in the house. Uh, y'all be seated. Y'all be seated. You can choose to live by faith or you can be a victim of fear. Resulting in an unfortunate fate. Fear will not determine my fate because I'm living by faith. Can you just look? Now, if you can say that, say it. If you can't say it, ask God to help you. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, fear will not determine my fate. Oh, you almost talking right, neighbor. It may have to be somebody sitting behind you. Tell somebody, fear will not determine my fate. Because I'm living my faith. Do I have at least three people who can stand up on your feet and scream, I'm living my faith? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to work your faith. Tell them, obey God. Tell them, go for it. Tell them, do it big. Tell them, do it. Mm. Tell them, do it big. Tell them, do it well. Tell them, do it to the glory of God. In order to obey God, in order to do it well, in order to do it big, in order to do it to the glory of God, we must be careful not to misplace our faith. Open up your mouth, pat yourself on chest. I must be careful not to misplace my faith. 
You must qualify who and what you've placed your faith in. In case you don't know it, you've placed your faith in something or somebody. You have more faith in your spouse than you do your savior. Do you have more faith in your job than you do the God who owns it all? Oh, God help me. Do you have more faith in your pastor than you do your heavenly high priest? You must be careful as to who or what you place your faith in because faith is only as good as the object in which it is placed. All the faith in the world in something or someone who has the potential to fail you won't do you any good. That's why Jesus said in Mark 11 and 22, have faith in God. Look at your neighbor and scream at him. Say, have faith in God. The theologian and philosopher St. Augustine wrote, and I quote, God does not expect us to submit our faith to him without reason. But the very limits of our reason makes faith a necessity. If you're going to do anything great for God's kingdom, you must do more than just speak in faith. You must act in faith. Somebody stand up on your feet. Come on, come on, come on. You can't be lazy and be blessed at the same time. Stand up on your feet. Get in the posture and motion like you're getting ready to do something. Put your best foot forward. You know how it is when you get ready to go out to something you want and something that you know belongs to you? Somebody who owes you money and they get ready to give it to you? You don't do this. You do this. See, see when you get ready to do something for God, you lean in. You don't withdraw. So I need for you who get ready to do something to lean in. You ain't leaning in hope. You ain't leaning in doubt. You're leaning in expectation. You're leaning because you know when you take one step, God will take two. You're leaning in because you know when the weight gets too heavy for you to carry, he will pick it up and take you the rest of the way. Do I have anybody here today? You had to lean in faith and you know once you lean in faith, you're going to stand up in manifestation. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when I lean in faith, I'm going to stand up in expectation. Is there anybody ready to stand up in expectation because your life is rooted in faith? I'm standing in expectation. And because when I stand in expectation, manifestation will be my result. Y'all sit down. I ain't trying to preach to y'all pushing me. I ain't trying to preach too hard. I'm trying to preach a little bit, but not too much. But it just seemed to be happening because it's in my spirit. When I start talking about faith, and I need for you to be on me, son. When I start talking, don't let me leave you. When I start talking about faith, you better roll with it or you're going to get slapped, rolled over. I don't need you, amen. As a matter of fact, you ain't got to go if you don't want to. You can stay right here and I'll be back for you. But Dana, when God tells us it's something we can have, we must understand that no matter how hard it is, the way has already been made. And the only reason 
that he makes the way hard is because when we get to the destination, he wants us to be able to stay there. The virtue of any victorious endeavor is not found in the final outcome, but rather in the struggle. For in the struggle, you gain the strength that will help sustain you during your supernatural season of success. The reason this church ain't going nowhere is because it was birthed through a struggle. It was birthed through pain. And now that God is prospering us, we are established and you may leave, but we ain't going nowhere because we are established. Talking back to me. I feel God in this place. Slap favor high five as I am reminded as to who I am. I'm a faith man, I'm a faith woman, and as long as I live by faith, I'm gonna always have the Father's favor. Open up your mouth and scream. I got his favor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, y'all better leave Bishop alone. His faith is on fire. I, I want to see if I have anybody else who has faith that's on fire. If you got faith that's on fire, jump up on your feet, run up here, and give me a high five. I don't care if it's the whole church, if your faith is on fire. My faith, my faith is on fire. My faith is on fire. My faith, my faith, come here, come here, my faith, come here boy, my faith is on fire, yes it is, yes it is, come on, yes it is, yes it is, yes it is, come here, come here, my faith, come quick, my faith, my faith is on fire, say my faith, it's on fire. Say burn, baby, burn. Yeah! Sit down. Say, Bishop, I'm trying to, but this faith is hot for me to sit on. If your faith is hot to sit on, Stand up and say, faith is on fire. Draw your big head back and say, my faith is on fire. Say, burn, baby, burn. Say, my faith is on fire. I trust God. I believe God. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to show up. He's going to show out. My faith. Sit down, sit down. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Oh God, there's something happening in this place. I feel a rumbling in this house. Your faith has been a sleeping giant. But on today, the sleeping giant. God said on today, he wants you to take big faith steps. I may be afraid, 
They may be talking about me. They lying on me. They don't understand. But I know that faith is the fuel we use to keep moving forward when it seems like God is standing still. I can't see it, but I believe it. I can't feel it, but I got the faith for it. Sometimes I got to go all by myself, but that's okay. Because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights, he delights in my way. Is there anybody here who will move from where you are and begin to take some faith steps? You ain't moving. Stepping expectations. Stepping victory. and situations in the natural realm that God has given us authority over. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, have you forgotten that you've been deputized to dominate? You can't can't dominate in your flesh, but you can dominate in faith. Can I tell you something? A church that has no faith means nothing to God. Ooh, did he just say that? No, the brown, the Bible says, without faith, so you know it. Without faith, it is impossible. Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, when was the last time you made a faith move? Ask when was the last time you made God smile? You think he's smiling because you just came to church. No, it's good to be here because scripture says fail not to assemble together. But if we assemble and we don't have faith, we just waste time. But in order for you, Lord, to walk in your authority, you got to do four things. You must speak your faith. You speak your faith by confessing the word. Then you must 
Grow your faith. You grow your faith by reading, meditating, and living the word. And then you must guard your faith. You guard your faith by being careful as to what you allow into your hearing. And then you must work your faith. You work your faith by taking action. Ooh, this is some good teaching here. Look at your neighbor and say, speak your faith. Grow your faith. Guard your faith. Work your faith. Come on, say it again. Say, speak your faith. Grow your faith. Guard your faith. Work your faith. One more time, as loud as you can say it. Say, speak your faith. Grow your faith. Guard your faith. Work your faith. Oh, the woman with the issue of blood. Bible says, she said to herself, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, then I will be made whole. But she had to pull that idea off or out of the canvas of her imagination and transition it into action. The Bible says she pressed through the crowd. I don't, I don't even need for him to lay his hands on me if I could just touch him by faith the Bible says the Bible says when she touched him by faith she was immediately made whole and Jesus knew that someone had touched him well he said to the disciples who touched me ah and they said to him master what's wrong with you all these people are thronging you touching you what do you mean who touched me who touched you he says someone touched me with faith because virtue left my body hey, there are a lot of us showing up touching the idea of church but not touching Jesus with faith and that's why you come to church weekly but your life never changes because you're not touching him with the hand of faith God says when you touch me in faith I'll heal your heart I'll heal your life I'll make clear your purpose and give you godly perspective that woman touched him by faith and she was made home Naaman the army ruler was told by the prophet to go and dip in the Jordan River seven times and he would be healed from leprosy now Naaman didn't want to do it which means sometimes God will tell us to do certain things that we don't want to do because of how we think we're going to look in the eyes of people but on today I speak that you will be delivered from what people think about you when he got over El Lori what the people thought he went and dipped in that 
dirty Jordan River water and on the seventh time he came up with baby skin. There were ten lepers who came to Jesus asking to be healed and Jesus said to them go and show yourselves to the priest. Now Jesus you a master healer why you just can't touch me? He said, I, 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 I don't just want to touch you because I want to send you to help create a testimony. Because during that time when someone had leprosy, it was the high priest that declared to them that they were unclean. And whenever people who had leprosy would go into the public they would have to proclaim unclean 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 so what Jesus was saying was the same people who confessed a curse over your life I'm going to send you back to them to proclaim a blessing over your life don't know who I'm talking to but there's some people who talked about you they dropped you they left you for dead they even helped spread your business on social media God says he would not dare bless you privately and not redeem you publicly <laughs> he healed brother Moss all nine of them but only one came back to say thank you. And he said to the one who came back to say thank you, your faith has made you whole, which means nothing lacking, nothing wanted. The other nine got healed from leprosy, but you're going to get healed from a poor perspective of yourself. The other ones only got healed from a disease, but your money is about to get healed. The only one... God is trying to tell us that there is another type of blessing he would give to you when you prove yourself thankful for what he's already done. Do I have someone here today who can wave your hands and say, Jesus, I thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for telling me that my faith has made me whole. woman from Zarephath sit down y'all sit down y'all is this good it's good to me too Elder Emma widow woman from Zarephath Bible says she was preparing for her funeral prophet prophet came saw her picking up sticks at the city gate he said woman Go and get me some water. And then make me a cake. Oh, prophet, man of God. I respect the anointing on your life. But what you don't know is I'm going to make this little cake and me and my son are going to eat it. We're going to die. But the prophet, he came to her like I'm coming to you. 
I'm giving you a new perspective as to how your future can be if you act in faith. He said, woman, if you do what I tell you to do, you won't die. That woman had two choices, Shannon. She could have either acted in faith or let faith take its course. But she decided to act in faith. She brought that prophet some water, baked him a little cake, a little bread. The Bible says every time she went back to her cupboard, there was oil, there was meal, and she and her son lived through, thrived through that family. What you don't realize is what you have in your hand in them but a seed. But what we do is we eat the seed instead of sowing the seed. Ask him, say neighbor. Ask, say neighbor, what are you doing with your seed? Are you sowing it or are you swallowing it? What you don't understand is when you sow seed in the ground, it will produce a harvest. But when you sow seed into your belly, it will produce poison. So the very thing that when sown will bring you life is the very thing that when swallowed bring you death. Your service is a seed. Lady T said something last week and I'm just about done, I promise you. She said something during our Maximum Impact Wednesday session. She said there's no such thing as sitting in faith. No, you have to stand and in faith you can sit now you can sit in procrastination you can sit in fear you can sit in doubt you can sit acting like you mad at God don't nobody care God doesn't even care stand up I'm done I'm done I'm done excuse me Feel the power of God in this house. If you want to live your life by faith, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to give you an opportunity to run up here quick. If you walk, don't come. Come up here quickly. If you know that God has something for your life that will only come by faith. woman God is looking for 
a faith church a people who would take God at his word to do for us that would that will, will exceed our greatest imagination our greatest desire or even what we even deserve now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen faith is acting like God is telling the truth I said it before I'll say it again Lady T faith is the fuel we use to keep moving forward even when it seems like God is standing still what do you believe in God for what do you believe in God for the catch should ever say neighbor what are you believing God for I'm done I'm done I'll pick up next week and finish but I think that's enough for us to move with now God is in this place on today I said God is in this place on today how do I know he's here because he always shows up where faith is you think that God shows up in desperation no 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 God doesn't show up in desperation because he's not intimidated by your desperation God shows up when you can manifest faith in the midst of desperation care about how desperate your situation is the only way he would be he would care about it if if he was intimidated by it but he ain't intimidated by your you think a bill scares him do you think cancer scares him so what you got to do is even in the midst of desperation you can conjure up you got to be able to conjure up faith manifestation look at me look at me look at me you came to church on the right Sunday I'm so glad you ain't stay home today see because you need to be in this atmosphere I thank God for everybody who's streaming online but it's better to be in the faith atmosphere so that you can reach out and touch him tangibly touch me sir you see me sticking at my hand I'm doing it towards you come here lift up your hands a str- look at me a strong man you are a mighty man of valor you are Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.